0: Last November, I got together with my friends, Todd and Carrie Alexander, and they put on an incredible event, the first annual Grenache Fest. It was held in Walla Walla, Washington on November 3rd, 2023. Uh, the event featured 12 Washington and Oregon Grenache producers, uh, and their wines were tasted side by side. It was moderated by yours truly. And... Um, Patrick Kaminsky of Wine and Spirits and Somalia Chaucy Arkfeld joined the panel and they helped offer their thoughts on the wine while I just did the stupid things that I do. Um, And then after the seminar, there was a concert uh, and a grand tasting. We had Stephen Malcmuss of Payment, uh, M. Ward and Mark Pickerel. uh, One of the best wine events I've ever been involved in and it was such a success. We're doing it again this year. So save the date, November 8th, 2024 um so whether you're a producer uh whether you want to volunteer or if you want to attend just go to grenachefest.com and sign up on the list to stay tuned for this year's event hey i'm mj Taller, also known as a black wine guy I went from being a totally obsessed wine newbie to becoming the world's first ever African-American fine and rare wine auctioneer in less than three years. In this show, I'll be talking to the mavericks, the philosophers, the players, and the deep thinkers who inhabit the world of wine. They'll share their experiences on how they made it, but more importantly, how they failed and got back up again. So grab a glass and let's get to it. This is the Black Wine Guy Experience. hey everybody what's up it's your boy MJ welcome to the black wine guy experience my guest today is the only American to have won every major wine award given in the English language Karen McNeil now I know what you're thinking MJ didn't you interview Karen McNeil well yes I did Karen is the first ever repeat guest um, so but you might not have seen that one, so let me tell you about her. Uh, these awards include the James Beard Award for Wine and Spirits Professional of the Year, the Louis Roter Louis Award for Best Consumer Wine Writing, and the International Wine and Spirits Award as the Global Wine Communicator of the Year. Um, she is the former wine correspondent for the Today Show, and Karen is a highly sought after speaker and consultant. In 2019, The Lux Life Awards named Karen McNeil and Company, the best dynamic wine consultancy in the United States. And she was on last year because she had released the third edition of her award-winning book, The Wine Bible. Welcome back, Karen McNeil.
1: I can't believe, MJ, that I am the first repeat guest. I am so honored. That's going on the resume, my friend.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, um, I mean, I... You're the queen. <laughs> what can I say? Oh, um, yeah, no. Uh I had a two parter, so Jeff Porter. Um, but his was so long, so he wasn't, it wasn't a it wasn't a, a the, you are the first person to repeat. Um, and it's because you're uh well, one you reached out, your team reached out, and I it's a great time. Uh it's February first, dry January's over. Um and I just wanted to thank you so much for sharing so much of your story. I, a lot of the DMs I got and some of me was like, oh my God, I, I would never have thought that, you know, she came from that background, that adversity. So um, thanks for sharing all that. And um, we're going to talk today. And I was when I was on the way over here, I was like, okay, kind of, what's the theme? Because I'm having her back on. The book came out um, and... But before we go into that, guys, I also need to put in this um, intro that Karen McNeil also has a Barbie doll that looks like not (laughs) not 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 a Barbie doll, like a Barbie doll that a a Barbie Karen McNeil.
1: (laughs) Um, I know it's wild, right? We call her Wine Barbie. She, She has a glass of red wine in her hands. And Mattel truly made this for me. And of course, I mean, I just nearly died when I saw it because, uh, yeah, wine Barbie, just, there's only wine, one in the wine world Barbie. Here she is. Um,
0: if, if Greta does a uh, sequel, she, we you need to reach out to her and you need to make a cameo. <laughs> like
1: yeah. well, like she, Barbie
0: can have wine taste and you can come be the wine educator, do what you do.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, wine Barbie has to have curly red hair. Um, oh, you know, absolutely. Because, yeah. because I have curly red hair. So, um, yeah. So she's, uh, she's, she's pretty cool though. She drinks a lot of great wine, wine, Barbie.
0: <laughs> I wonder if, uh, they'll get a black wine guy, Ken. I don't think so. That'd be kind of <laughs> cool. <though>. Uh, <laughs> so Karen, um, how are you? I, you, I've been, you know, obviously we talked and but, um, I love him what your, your team and you're doing the concert, you're putting out on social media, You're putting some provocative questions. And my idea for this was like, let's kind of like, it's, 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 dry James over February, kind of like the state of the union of wine communications, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's super timely um, because, you know, uh, a lot of old channels are dying. I mean, Sports Illustrated just packed up its bags, right? I mean, so a yeah. lot of print journalism is, is, and we talked about this for the first time, like, you know, uh, how hard it was for you to break in, you know? Um, And then being on the circuit with a lot of um, wine writers uh, who become friends, you know, when you get paid like a dollar a word or, you know, I mean, it's 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 tough to make a living. Um, And but, you know, you've been doing this for for decades. You don't look like, but you've been doing it for decades. So, yeah, like kind of what are your thoughts on um, the state of wine communications right now?
1: Yeah, it's such a good question. And it I guess the answer is it's all in this weird flux. I mean, we don't know where it's gonna come out. I mean, on the one hand, there are many more people um, who are in the communications business now. You, for mm-hmm. example, right? Because Because now we have podcasts and we have blogs and we have all kinds of ways Digital ways to, to connect with people. And that wasn't true very much, even 10 years ago, never mind 30 or 40 years ago. Um, so all that expansion is, is largely good. Um, but there are there used to be a wine column in almost every newspaper in America. Today there are only two, one, two people in the entire country. Who are on the staff about uh, of newspapers writing about wine, and that's Eric Asimov of the New York Times and Esther Mobley. Of Asimov, the wow, I did. I read, wow, that's true. That's right. I didn't think of that. Only two, so you know what does that mean for a person like me? On the one hand, um, <laughs> yeah, I I have ledgers of sort of my old handwritten ledgers of. What I was paid by magazines in the 1980s. I would die for that money now. Um, I mean, you cannot make, uh, uh, people are, writers are being paid less than they've ever been paid before. An article that could take you two weeks to write, maybe you'll get $300, mm-hmm. and that's if you bang on the door loudly. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I think what it means for us, what it's meant is that we've branched out. Of course, people know me for the wine Bible, um, but we now do a whole lot of video. We do lots and lots of social media. And then I know you know we do a our, our digital newsletter called Wine Speed that is kind of like turning the binoculars around on the wine bible it's it's fast and it's super fun and it's graphic and you could read it in less time than it takes to open a bottle of wine so i guess the you know the moral of the story is when you're in wine communications now you kind of have to do a little bit of everything to make it all work
0: Mm -hmm. no I, i i agree um i um I've written one article. I'm going to write another piece for um, wine enthusiasts. They asked me to write a piece, um, but for me, that's fun. I'm I'm old enough to to remember, uh, <laughs> you know, books <laughs> and magazines. <laughs> um, and um, but like I was saying, yeah, a lot of people I've met. Uh, most people are trying to break in to be a wine writer. Um, you, you have to have a day job, right? You know, you, and, and, and and depending on the city you live in, you have to have a day job, a night job, a weekend job, and then you <laughs> write when you can. <laughs> yeah. um, but, so yeah, you've, and something you said earlier clicked in my head. Um, I follow, you know, I'm on, I love email um, because you can kind of curate Your information, you know, you know, uh, and I've been following this guy. His name is Seth Godin. He's a thought leader, Um, and he he wrote a post uh, maybe two weeks ago. It was about to your point, like there are more people in the space now. However, um, there's so many people. There's it becomes. He said, uh, uh, "There's so much noise and noise." often drowns out signal right yeah. so so for instance um you, your team probably tell you probably seen like the whole josh viral meme thing going on where uh um and it was and it's these things where there it was a guy who yeah i don't he's not even a wine influencer but he he said something like stop drinking barefoot and drink some real wine and held up josh and i, I was like that's not really real wine we can find you scores of bottles better for your 15 bucks and it's and it's taken off and you know and josh is loving it first they didn't want to be scorned, but that's the thing where i talk about where the the noise crowds out the signal right so um why was it for you um important to build out wine speed because you've been working on that for a long time and i think now you just you just released a pay but but you had built that for a while is that correct
1: yeah you know i started it about 5 years ago and um it uh it grew organically and it has a really big subscriber base now but i i realized that one of the one of the advantages if you sort of started in the old days even though like me and you had to um, it was hard to break in. super hard as a woman to break in. Um, and super hard if you were not wealthy and didn't have wealthy parents who every Sunday were pouring, I don't know, some wonderful Bordeaux, right? Um, but once you did break in, if you could, if you could, and there was a lot of rejection before you you, you did break in. Um, at that point, though, you had something very valuable, which were um, editors and editors make writers work twice as hard. They question everything you do. By the time you get by a really good editor, you know your stuff because they have just pinned you to the wall to make you prove every fact and every opinion and everything else. Well, one of the downsides of blogs and one of the reasons I started Wine Speed is that it's sort of a free-for-all, right? You don't know if someone spent 10 minutes writing this blog or 10 hours writing this blog, you don't know if any of the facts are checked. And I guess I, you know, I wanted to be in the digital media space too in addition to books, but I wanted to bring to that space the kind of um, super serious research we do uh, and did for the Wine Bible so, Wine Speed is not pedantic. It's fun. It's fascinating. We do wine quizzes. You know, it's really quite. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Um, but underneath it, underneath it is the same kind of uh, unbelievable research that um, that I forced myself to learn to do as a as a young writer. And so that's, I think, the worry today is, like, I feel bad for young bloggers who don't have someone else reading their stuff saying, how do you know this before it just gets blasted out on the internet? And then that creates not only a lot of noise, but sometimes a lot of noise that isn't even right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think of... Um the movie training day there's a scene with denzel washington and he's at the diner he's trying to read the paper and he's got the rookie who wants to become a detective and he said you see this he said this is in the newspaper it's 99 percent bullshit." <laughs> but i read it because it's entertaining and he was talking about the los angeles times right yeah. <laughs> but to your point um where is the integrity and that's what i where's the integrity in a lot of what's online right now and 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 i i don't mean to be but it's just these are just facts right we know we know that um from 20 from the elections like all the misinformation that just gets pushed out and and then that people think is real and you know the truth will never catch up with a lie right i mean so like i i've i've done a rant on um people talking about um how all wines have glycophosphate in them. I'm like, that's not true. And, but people latch on it. Like someone said, only drink vodka or to, you know, all American wines have glyphosate. I was like, dude, I did a huge rant on that. And, um, but that's the type of things that happen. And you're right. Like, you know, I went to law school. So there's a lot of rigor. I learned how to write a brief. There's a lot of rigor. You have to cite your sources and you have to triple check your citations. And, you know, now with the advent, with the rise of AI, like, mm. did anybody even write
1: it? Yeah, no, I, I am with you. Um, and I, I guess in a way, you know, it, one positive thing that may come from this is it forces you to go back to yourself you realize no one's gonna police you. So, and you could put any old BS out there if you wanted to. So you sort of have to say to yourself, how much integrity am I gonna have here? And hopefully you're gonna decide that you're gonna have a whole lot of integrity and you are gonna uh, do things the right way, the honest way, the transparent way, the truthful way. And not just spin a lot of stuff, because eventually I think, you know, the the it it the karma catches up with you. You can't just constantly feed people a bunch of malarkey and hope that they keep swallowing. They won't.
0: <clears throat> right, right, right. <laughs> um, and so, when you started this you said about five years ago, right. Um, What's kind of like your process, right? Like, do you do research? Like, what's your process? Yeah. What's your process? I always, love it when people, yeah.
1: Yeah, I always love it when people say, oh my God, you must have like a team of 10 people working on this. I think, oh my God, I wish I had a." I mean, I have <laughs> like three really smart women in this office, uh, all of whom are like perfectionist super achievers. So uh, that, you know. You can get a lot done with three perfectionist women. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, I guess I think to myself, and it, it's going to sound so simple, but I think to myself, if it's fascinating to me, then it could be fascinating to anyone. And I'm an endlessly curious p- person. Like, you know, in the Wine Bible, I my editor just laughed out loud when I wrote in the New Zealand chapter that there were five sheep for every winemaker in New Zealand. Like, <laughs> no, who does not want to know that, right? I mean, that's pretty fascinating. Five sheep. That, that, for every winemaker
0: on so many levels. Yes. <laughs> Why are there
1: five, five. Well, we're not going to go into those levels. <laughs> no, <Nope, laughs> we're not going to go into them. But, <laughs> but, you know, the world is full of little tidbits of stuff like that That um, that makes wine come alive, Uh, and and so, you know, I mean, we've all we've all probably got books on our shelves that are like dry gray page after dry gray page. You can only read so much of that before you go brain dead, uh, even if it's accurate. And so, um, I'm always on the on you know hunting for on the outlook for. Fascinating facts, and then I also think to myself, not not about me, but what are the logical questions people have. I mean, we recently did something on can you put more wine in a microwave? That's a legitimate question. I mean, the answer is no, you really shouldn't, but uh, there are reasons for that. Um, so. So it's it's not a, uh, a burden. It's really a joy to write Wine Speed because I love stuff like that. I love having a connection to my audience. I love making them laugh and making them say to themselves, wow, that's fascinating. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's um, what has resonated with people with, with my podcast was that I... I don't I don't if it's in the tech sheet we don't we don't need to really talk about it. Um and people were people. Human beings are interested in other people. I mean and now with again the rise of reality TV, we're all like so many people are voyeurs, right? And they want to look in on people's lives, right? But those things, like you said, like um when you dive into the some of the personalities and the stories of people who are in this business, they're fascinating. You know, and they actually it's that bridge to make the connection, right? So for me, like I hear, you know, it's been the past years a lot of talk about diversity in wine. But if you're just coming in, and whether you're a woman or a person of color, and you're just going to write to typical, staid, boring, then you're not really. That's not diversity per se, right? Like, right. Uh, I like what you said. Like you like making your your audience laugh. Um, so. Can you remember what was the first issue of Wine Speed? Do you remember what? what, what I'm sure you, I mean, I know you could look it up, but like, do you remember?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, I don't think I remember. But now, I mean, at the end of this, I'm going to run over there and, <laughs> and look and see what it had. But, you know, if you did, uh, so we've been going for five years, Wine Speed comes out every week. So that's 52 times five. um, And in each wine speed has probably 10 of these little nuggets. Um, And people say to me, God, don't you ever run out of all that stuff? And the, the truth is we never run out because I think it's a testament to how fascinating wine is. If you're approaching it as you are, you're approaching it from the standpoint of people and culture and food and maybe art and music. And I mean, that's what makes wine so rich. Um, and then if you're approaching it that way, you never run out of material because it's inherently um, fascinating. And I, I'm convinced that, you know, when you hear people say, oh, I was bit by the wine bug, right? Nobody ever says I'm unbit. I, right. I, I, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. I'm moving on to Coke now. I'm moving <laughs> on to Roman Coke. Uh, no, nobody says that because even if you're not absolutely conscious of it, wine is 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 this fascinating. It's it's a it's a head trip in a way that you're always kind of like, wow, this is so fascinating that nobody ever gives up. Once you're in love with wine, you're kind of, you're a lifer. It's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and what you said earlier, um, was true for me, like uh, being a curious person, like, like I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I could never know it all. You could never know it all at wine. So like you said, there's, there's, there's just is endless. Um, and then, and and then that's just on the people side. I mean, like you, you, like, I get pitched all the time like, "Oh, have this barrel maker on." I'm like, "Bro, I'm not I'm not going to talk about the 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 staves and the grains." But but that's like people like you could do that. I'm sure there's a show that had the barrel show and the guy talked about all the <laughs> different grades and, you know, Slovenian oak versus, you know, American oak versus, you know, mm-hmm. Hungarian. I mean, like you that is the thing about it. Like it you said it. Like it there's not an area of life that this beverage does not touch and 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 it's it's been with us probably through right after the big bang the first thing they did was probably plant a vineyard right so they say that's what Noah did when he got off the ark he planted a vineyard right but but you know it's the only uh, I remember it's the only alcoholic beverage in the bible and it plays heavily and you know culturally look it's in religious ceremonies it's celebrations it's it's food it's wine i mean i think you nailed it um so i know i've looked at a few of them but like for people like what's the format like it comes out um comes out 5 days a week right okay and it is it every second, 5 days every 5 days okay and what's and is it like and you say there's tidbits so how's it how's it formatted how's it broken down Karen?
1: Okay. yeah you know one of the first things that that I realized, and, and this is probably true for you too. I mean, until I said, you know, this is crazy, I would have, as a young woman, I would have like all these wine spectators uh, stacked up and Robert mm-hmm. Parker's newsletter. And, you know, it would say 237 Sonoma Chardonnays. And mm-hmm. all you had to do was read that title and that made you not open the newsletter you were just like, I, I, I don't want 237 Sonoma Chardonnay. So the first decision we made is that every week, we're gonna tell you one wine to know. One wine, because you you don't, that's what our your job and my job is. Our job is to taste a lot and to turn people on to things we think they might like, they might find delicious. Um, but it's not to make people work by reading through 237 tasting notes. So we start out with the wine to know for that week and and of course we put the link right there so you can buy it right away very easily. And um, a lot of people that weekend will just buy the wine to know and they'll have it sometime that weekend. And then our most famous little tidbit always after the wine to know, we always do a wine quiz and um
0: i feel that every time <laughs> the worst
1: <laughs> i get emails from people like i got the wine quiz right people are so excited um, and we and the answers it's always it's it's kind of tough the wine quiz to get <laughs> it right yeah you know every time but the answer we always explain quite a bit so even if you didn't get it right um, you kind of learn a lot from reading the answers And then we do every week, we do some steals, the best wines we loved under $25. We do fascinating facts. We do an Ask Karen section. You can ask me anything and I'll um, answer it. Like, I don't know, what's a vegan wine? I don't know, you can ask anything. Um, And we we always try and embed a blog or a video. Um, Yeah, so... uh, it's it's all coming at you very fast. Super fun. About fifty percent of people read wine speed on their phone, as yep. it's very easy to read on your phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we get um, we get lots and oh, for example, this week's wine quiz was because you mentioned oak and because I see all those oak barrels behind you. This week's yes. wine quiz was how old does an American tree oak tree have to be before it is cut down for a wine barrel
0: um old enough it's america <laughs> we can make a barrel out of that thing down
1: <laughs> well we'll give you half point for that very clever okay.
0: yeah, yeah. The that's, how, that's, that's my story of my life getting half yep. credit for being clever <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, um, you know, and so it's a multiple choice, so you don't have to uh, put you on the spot, but, um, so you're like, what? It has to be 80 years old. So, so, you know, somewhere that's tomorrow's, I think, uh, it's tomorrow, Friday. Yeah. Um, that's tomorrow. This won't
0: get air. This won't get air till Monday. So no one's going to get us. us, You're good.
1: (laughs) You know, I bet I, I know I'm successful when someone goes home that night and they say to their partner, did you know that a tree has to be 80 years old before they cut it down for to in order to make wine barrels, right? So I don't know. I I just I'm full of stuff like that, and and even the wine bible too is full of just fascinating um, fascinating information uh, all over the place. That's why we love wine.
0: Yeah. Do you enjoy uh, you know, it's, cause it's called Wine Speed. Do you enjoy the immediate feedback you get? So like like you said, like the, the person might go home to their partner or like, you know, you go through the comments on your social media. Like I love like I'll get tagged in a post. I'm like, oh, they had this wine on Black Wine Guy podcast and it, it's really good. Like that does make me happy. I'm like, wow, um, that's really cool that you went out purse that wine and you're enjoying it. So do you also enjoy like that, that instant feedback that you get like, like with a book, I mean, I'm sure you get messages, but like you can put up, a, you put up a wine speed post question and then the comments just start coming, right?
1: Yeah, It is so, it, it is so true. And a book is such delayed gratification, man. And, and you, and you know, the, the really hard part is that there are some days you're working on it and you think to yourself, this is awful. Nobody is gonna read this. Nobody is gonna buy this. What am I doing? This is garbage. I should throw this all away. And then two days later, you read something you wrote and you think, ah, this is actually pretty good. I think, you know, this is... So you're constantly swinging as a writer without any feedback. You're constantly swinging back and forth between thinking what you're doing is okay and then thinking that what you're doing is is awful um and so uh because we all love feed uh, feedback i mean i I remember all love
0: positive feedback. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I remember with my with the first edition of the wine bible, you know, I would literally hold up the page. I would show it to my dog, like, "What do you think about Chateau of de Pop? You think this works?" Because, <laughs> like, the dog would wag her tail. I'd be like, "Okay, good. This is uh, yeah. This Chateau of de Pop section is okay." But um, yeah, digital media is so much better um, in that regard. You do get feedback, even if you get some. Um, I don't know because because of uh, um, I guess because of both wine speed and the wine bible. You know, I've got like scientists out for me. If I yeah have...
0: <laughs> yeah I could see that
1: <laughs> if I ever make a mistake, oh, let me tell you, I hear it. So I also have like what I what used to be called the Rolodex. You know, killer Rolodex of scientists. Of uh, in every field who I call to make sure, is this exactly right? Since I never took organic chemistry. Um, And uh, yeah, I have to be careful. We really watch out for that. You know what I did recently on Linespeed by the way, that got a huge amount of traction is I came out very opposed to dry January.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. I, yeah, I, yes. I loved that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about um,
1: that. yeah. And I, I knew this was gonna be a little risky to say. Um, and it's not because I don't believe in personal um, autonomy over your body. Of course, I do. I'm a woman. Of course, I believe that. And I believe in moderation. But I also believe that wine is the beverage of moderation.
0: Yeah, I and, like that point
1: yeah and what i what I started to to feel is this kind of self-righteousness about dry January like and and now by the way, there's dry January and sober October that means that seventeen percent of the annual calendar you're you're actually what not supposed to ever have a glass of wine to me that's i I, I just Resent that. I mean, I'm I'm happy if you for yourself want to do whatever, give up wine for a few weeks, give up sugar, start jogging, whatever is fine. But I think Dry January as a movement has um, has kind of emotionally turned people against wine, and that I think is is not right. It's not fair. It, It doesn't recognize wine's importance in culture and history and humanity um, so i'm i'm standing up for 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 pleasure really um and for for the belief that um wine is a good beverage
0: yeah that's great i think your your point is it's is it's well well taken i'm you know one of the things we talk about digital world it's uh, and it's social. It's the virtual signaling, right? And it and it's like shaming. Like you said, it's it's if you don't want to drink for January, you don't you have to, just don't drink. You have to tell everybody I'm doing dry January. Like 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 that's you you like I don't. I I'm it's so funny. I I'm old school, right? I say I'm old school, but like like when I watch sports, right? Like I when when like guys score a touchdown or a basket and they do all this, I'm like, dude michael jordan never did that dr J like 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 slow down like why is it why is everything become so about showing you're better than everybody else right and i agree with and 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 just from a simple mathematical standpoint i said it, if you don't drink if you didn't if you just took one day off a week from drinking that'd be 52 days you didn't drink in a year right it's 52 weeks right like um if you took Two days. I mean, like there's uh, lots of ways and I agree everything you're saying about moderation and but like, you know, a bottle of wine, <clears throat> Steven Spurrier, I'm sure he's a friend of yours. You lived in, you know, and you know him, um, you know, he said he had about a bottle of wine every day, you know, for like his whole life <laughs> since he started drinking. Right. But like, if you drink a bottle, if I drink a bottle of wine by myself, that's like five or six hours of drink. It's not like I'm just shooting beers. Right. So, um, it's a. It's. It, you're right. It's. It is the beverage of moderation. You know. I mean, in in movies, we they make fun of it. You know. You'll see someone, with, or you see the meme with the one glass of wine, and it fits the whole bottle of wine. That meme, or, or I love the the sideways where he drinks the dump bucket. You know. But like, <laughs> yeah. That's not. That's not. That's not a joy wine, right? That's that's for our effect. Um, and so, um, along that same line. So yes, what was um? Did you get. I was going through the comments on that. Did you get some push? I'm sure you got some push. Yeah. Back.
1: Well, of, of all things, the very first person to push back was um, one of the sommeliers at the French Laundry, which is only the most, you know, famous restaurant in the whole country. And mm-hmm. um, I, you know, he said, um, I hope I'm being fair to his viewpoint. He said, um, you know, people should be allowed to make um, decisions about alcohol that are, um, you know, that, that benefit them. And like you, I'm like, absolutely. Uh, no, no question, not, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Um, what I think is that institutionalizing this as a month and then making everybody else feel slightly guilty for drinking wine, that I think is a diff- we're, that's on a different track. And, and people say, oh, yeah, but you know, come on, let's, let's, it's just about health. Well, you know what? If in America you wanted to really do something about health, you would do something about sugar because 40% of the American public are certifiably obese. And that is a very big problem. Um, another very large percentage of the American population don't have enough to eat and they don't have enough healthy food to eat. That's a problem. That would be something we could probably all get around, get behind. Um, but I, I think this subtle uh, um, uh, dislike, well, dislike is the wrong word, but this, this subtle insinuation that everybody needs to take a break from wine i think that could be a first baby step to prohibition a new prohibition and people say oh come on that's you know that's that's just never going to happen if you study prohibition it happened exactly this way it happened with little baby steps that all of a sudden one day added up to a national referendum and then the, the the horse was out of the gate and there was no stopping it so um i i just wish that that wine had in a sense equal time that that there were people saying okay you know y- you do you 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 make a decision for you that's fine but let me also tell you why i think wine is a wonderful delicious beverage of moderation uh so it is kind of split. I'm afraid. I don't know if I can ever go to the French laundry now. No, I, I'm sure I could. But- I'm
0: sure Thomas sure Thomas would welcome you, Karen. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, I just want two sides of the story to be told, you know? These are very good points. I mean, to
0: your point, I'm actually, I do a lot of audiobooks now just because it's easy if I'm working out. I still do read some books, you know, like I have my wine bible. The wine bible is like a reference book. I liked it, but anyway, it's signed by Karen McNeil. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm reading a book, and it's called "It Can't Happen Here," and it 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 was written way uh, it was written a long time ago, and it's about and it's talking about what you, it's that time period you're talking about is right after World War two after World War One, right and <clears throat> people don't realize See, we don't have so we didn't have social media they had newspapers they had telegrams but the, the the challenge with the digital world since we're gonna go there is that like we said in the beginning you don't know if it's real and it it's out there and it, it stays out there right um but you know we're saying how this woman was uh wanting send, to send uh things to the troops like there are these groups like the doors of the american revolution there's all types of interest groups that right and this happened in 2016 that there there are there are forces behind a lot of this stuff that people don't do don't, don't don't know that jump on a bandwagon right and and you're and I completely agree with you because if you like it can't happen here right like look is what ha- happened 4 years ago right after yeah. the election look at where we're yeah. at now these are things that were that when I was a kid and I'm sure you were a kid like were unfathomable to think that these type of things would happen here, and I was—I do applaud you for that because while people are doing that, they don't realize the World Health Organization has flip-flopped and is saying no amount of alcohol. And and once you, and you get you get an authority behind something, you get lobby money behind something, and the next thing you know, like I said, and and it's always baby steps, right? um yeah. i'm gonna get up my soapbox and you're a woman like 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 when when roe versus Wade got overturned i told people i was like what do you think was going to happen
1: exactly yeah i said
0: you know the day after abortion became legal they've been fighting that since that day meanwhile everyone ever like Woo, we got our rights they've been fighting that every day since the decision and there are people like you said there are people who want to have alcohol banned? And but we, we, most people, and this is this is where I get my social. Like this is not. I'm not being conspiracy. This, this is is a fact. If you understand politics, and you understand how legislation happens and the forces behind. It, like you said, it's little by little. You chip away at it, and um. So that that I was I was like, look at Karen. I was like, she, she's going there. Yes, somebody standing up for for wine, and you know, uh. Beer was at its lowest sales last year. I mean, the industry. Uh, there's a glut of wine. Look what's happening in Washington State. Uh, the you know Chateau is cutting people. Like these are people's livelihoods, right? And I'm not saying be drunk, but these are there's a lot at stake for a lot of people. Okay. And and you should everybody. I I don't feel like people are necessarily making their own decision. To your point, that's the thing. They they're like I'm gonna. They're jumping on a bandwagon.
1: I am so with you. Um, and uh, and just a, a little bit like the overturn of Roe versus Wade, there's um, you know there's this kind of false moral high ground. Um, when when I did my video um, that came out on social media and in, in WineSpeed, um, and you know God, there were like ten thousand comments all of a sudden in in five minutes. Um, Several people said to me, You know, you need to re examine your relationship to alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hmm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't presume to tell you what you should do with your body. Um, this is my avocation, it's my vocation. I've been in the business for, God knows, now almost 40 years. And um, and I'm doing just fine, happily uh, in in this field. I I love the fact that wine is so intimately tied to nature, mm-hmm. other than food, right? It, for eleven thousand years, it's the way you take nature into your body. Um, I love the fact that wine comes in a in a bottle that is meant to be shared. I love the fact that people become friends people who didn't know one another, people from different places, different backgrounds, different religions, different races, different everything, over a good bottle of wine, they hug each yep. other. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a very special beverage that can do all of that.
0: Yeah, I was, I I joke that um, I've never seen a fight break out of a wine tasting, <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> But you, get so, you get you you get get some natty light in you a couple of shots of jaeger somebody's getting hit in the face um you know i'm, I'm sure there have been some french winemakers who have gotten to fights but it's not because of the wine it's because they insulted their their you know what i mean um but it is it is, it is the most uh is that what can be it's a beverage that brings people together like i said um there are like you said it doesn't matter where you're from people become friends i mean that's been the pleasure of me coming back into wine and doing the podcast is like literally people who have been on the podcast hit me up all the time we we text each other we 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 every time we see each other we hug each other you know we we, there's invitations here there and everywhere there is something about i mean think about this right for and and this is what i this is what i love think about this right um think about the importance of food and wine in the Bible, and I'm not even religious, but think about it. like like what it was about. What is it say, break bread. That's how you got to know someone, right? And the beverage was wine. That was the best beverage of 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 of, of history is wine, right? And um, it just, it's, it's for me, it's just super fascinating. I'm just, it, it just is. It's, it's a wondrous beverage and. I think you've you know, you, you said that's been your experience, right?
1: Yeah. And, you know, um, you could almost make the argument that today where there's so much division in the country, there's so much antagonism in the country. There's so much um, taking of sides and not not coming together in any possible way. Um, you could almost argue that man, if there's a time when people ought to sit down and um, have a glass of wine together, it's now <laughs> um, because it's it, the, because the world has gotten very divided and 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 very cruel um and wine isn't about that it's just the opposite
0: oh i I completely agree i I don't know i think I, I went down a rabbit hole it might have been wine biz daily. I'm on their email list and they had, and I, yeah, I think it was, and it was on, uh, Dr. King's birthday. The story of, uh, Dr. King, he drank wine, he enjoyed wine and he was in Atlanta. He went to his wine store. And this guy told a story about, it was like, like the most racist politician in Atlanta, Dr. King, but they had a bottle of burgundy together and maybe they, they didn't agree politically, But they got to talk about the wine, they got to find a commonality, and that's to your point, like, um, I don't think I would ever want to drink wine with Mitch McConnell, but, um, you know, uh, but... (laughs) But, you know, actually, it could be interesting. I don't know if he drinks wine. I don't even know. If, and, I mean, he probably drinks. He's from Kentucky, so he probably drinks bourbon. But, uh, <laughs> but I thought that story and about Dr. King being a wine lover, and he went in to buy some sherry for a friend of his and and uh, and just enjoying a bottle of bourbon. And, and, and I think it was like, because this is the six, It was a bottle of, like, DRC, but it was, like, you know, probably, like, 10 bucks. Like, if it did yeah, cost exactly. the guy much to pop this bottle of DRC. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it is... I love that. Now more than ever drink wine together. Ooh, look at that. I didn't even plan that one. Um, so (laughs) with, um, like I said, you, so you have a team, it's you and three uh, women who are, uh, super intelligent and perfectionists and, um, how hands-on are you with the social media? You you pretty hands on. I mean, do you read the comments yourself? You know? uh, Yep.
1: I read the comments and, um, uh, and i try and um you know I, c- I can't always answer every single one um mostly because i'm writing um and as you know i mean we all have to watch out for social media because it's so much fun to do you could just sit there and blow away 4 hours uh kind of trolling around but um uh yeah we we take social media pretty seriously, actually, we, we try and have it be a good combination of fun and serious stuff. But, um, but it's a very legitimate and important part of, of business now. So, um, you know, I, I want my voice to be out there too. Um doesn't have to be the loudest voice, but um, but uh, yeah, I think I have things to to contribute and around here we our offices are in napa valley and we um yes we're we're three and a half women and two dogs if i just to be clear the dogs are here too and uh they're both male they're the only males our <laughs> dogs in here it's all, but anyways, it's only
0: male energy one in the office is the yeah, dogs. exactly
1: <laughs> uh they're small dogs too so we can boss them around even but um no, you know, every every other day, sometimes every day, depends on the volume of of what, um, what we're writing about, but every other day or so at 4.30, we work like mad. We almost never take a lunch break. We eat at our desks. But at 4.30, we all stop what we're doing and we have a wine tasting. And mm. in this way, we taste about maybe 2,000 wines a year or so, maybe a little more, and, um, And it's quite wonderful because all of these uh, women have terrific palates. And I learn a lot from them um, myself, just listening, uh, listening to their thoughts. You know, in a good wine tasting, you're not just saying what you think, you're also listening to what other people think and listening to how they came to their uh, whatever they their opinion was so um so it's a it's a good it's a good office i mean i i wouldn't say that i pay the most but man the fringe benefits are just so good
0: yeah yeah that's that's a part of it right like that that if 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 that is a perk that is that can be a perk of being in the wine business if you you know um you know, I, I, you know, I tell people you want to learn about wine, go work in a wine store. You want to know why? Because you'll get a discount on wine. <laughs> you'll get a discount on wine if you're lucky. If you're working a, a shop that is well curated, uh, the reps come in, you get to taste wines when the reps come in. Um, you know, uh, but you know, it, it it is good. I mean, that's I think you said it first, but that's that's how I learned about wine. You have to taste it, right? It's a, it's a, you have to experience it. You know i mean you read about it but then you have to apply it right it's the application of the knowledge and, and and actually i think most people well i don't know what most people do i think there's but there is okay there's just two ways you come at it either you started drinking wine and you got fascinated and went to the books or you just were curious and you picked up a book and then started reading it. i mean that's that's kind of probably how that there's just only one or two ways that could go down um
1: you know, I but think you... one, one, one other thing I just want to share with you is that the other joy for me about doing that is, is giving a lot of very smart young women access. They may not have access. I know they don't have access. And I I know they don't have the money to be drinking $1,000 worth of wine every week, right? Um, so for me, as their employer... Um, but also a woman older than than they are, it's really a pleasure to be able to make these kinds of wines available. And in our little office over the last 10 years, I would say we have employed more um, uh, Asian, Black, and Latina women than any other, by in a percentage way, than any other probably small business.
0: So. Yeah. Especially in Napa. <laughs> I
1: know. I know. So I'm proud of that.
0: As you should be. That's that's wonderful. I th- and and you know when you said that I went I went to Italy back in November and got invited um I went to speak at a conference but then got invited to go up to uh Trento. It's my first time up there. And it was by a woman who has a marketing a woman very smart woman just like you has a marketing wine marketing company. Mm-hmm. And she had, she brought, she has, and she's, she's mentoring these two young women who work for her, and like they, they, they I'm like, you're 23, you just got out of college, and you went to Verona, and then up to Trento, <laughs> and beaten the Michelin stars. I'm like, I'm like, that's so special, and 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 to your, and same as you, she said, um, she's in, she's based on, a tree, she said, I, she said, I go to Rutgers, and hire women from Rutgers out of their 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 communications program. I thought that like, I think that's, really admirable and speaks to women like you and her who I I, you know not the lip service of empowering women but actually empowering women and and giving them opportunity um and I wanted to ask this question because you mentioned you said um you know you're you're writing you're a writer and you know you're you know creative and you lived in New York so I'm sure you'll know this Woman, I'm sure you know who Twyla Tharp is, the dancer. She sure. wrote a book, a great book, called "The Creative Habit." What do you have a habit or a routine that you use for your writing? Because people think it ain't it ain't about inspiration when you're doing this for a living. You you got you got to produce on the days you don't want to produce. So, do you have a routine? Do you have what's your creative habit?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I guess there are three things I do. One is. Um, you know, I came from a poor Irish family and and in the poor Irish family, tea is everything. It could be lunch. It could be dinner. You drink it when you're sad. You drink it when you're happy. You just drink it all the time. It's like so I like say, <laughs> I drink like nine cups of tea. If any wow. words are going to come out, tea has to be going in. Um, so all day, at least up until 430, I'm drinking a bunch of tea second is um, you know i think the mistake that people who want to be writers but aren't writers the the if i can say the mistake that they make is they keep walking around the pool and damn it you just have to get in the pool you cannot keep walking around wondering if the water's cold if the water's warm what you should do you're not ready I, I, there is no such thing as writer's block for me I, I just say to myself, damn it, make yourself a cup of tea, sit down and start writing. And um, so I don't let myself off the hook in a way. Um, and I don't, I don't fuss around about it. I get in there and start working. And then third, and this might be the best thing, writing is hard when you are saying to yourself, Ooh, how do I write this? And instead of saying that to myself, I imagine I'm sitting across the table from someone, someone like you, maybe, and and someone said, "You know, uh, what how how should I learn about Italian wine or anything? Could be anything. And i I hear myself talk to them, and I write down what I would say if I were talking. Because all of us are comfortable talking for the most part, and and uh, and my writing is very conversational. Um, because if you if you try and write academically or try and write like a lawyer's brief, oh my goodness, which has to be just in a certain style, you know, yep. you could that would be that's tough. But if you say to yourself, okay, I can't figure out where to start this article. What would I say if someone just walked up right now and said to me, "You know, how do you know if a wine is good?" What would I say? And then write that down. Um, and so, let talking be your writing.
0: I love that. Um, and speaking of writing, do you use pen and paper, or are you uh, are you still are you uh, on your computer nowadays?
1: yeah i I still take all my tasting notes by hand. I just can't sit in front of a group of wines with a computer and i don't know i I have to hand write those but articles and um wine speed and the wine bible i I write on the computer but i tell you i i'm I'm slow as all get out because i i didn't in high school i I refused to let myself take a typing class because I was afraid that if I took a typing class, someone would offer me money when I got out of school to be a secretary. And I I was was like, secretary, Secretary."
0: you're you're like, she can type. You got a job. You're a secretary. That's it.
1: Yeah. And so I I knew that the fastest way to never be hired as a secretary was not not to to be able to type. Uh, you know, later on, I, I could have shot myself for this decision because I was so poor. I mean, I really would have loved to have been a secretary. <laughs> but um, anyway, to this day, I'm I i uh, I'm a slow typist, but I do type uh, into the computer, except for my, my notes.
0: Yeah. And something I learned from, <clears throat> I hang out with a lot of copywriters, but, and we do, I do a lot of handwriting and they're like, if you can't write, like you like, uh, Pomodoro Method, set a timer for 20 minutes and go, I don't know what to write. Just start, you get the hand moving, the next thing you know, brrr, yep. like you said, you just have yep. to start. Yep. You, 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 you Like I said, I love that. And you just can't keep walking around the pool, you know? And that's that's true for so many so many things in life, how most of us live our lives. I think Dr. King said, most men die 20 live lives uh, in words most men die at 21 king said it was emerson or one of those guys like most men live lives of quiet desperation and by men he means mankind woman too most people just you know can't get out of their own way um you certainly have gotten out of your own way um and done amazing things so with wine speed did you just you just launched a new feature to wine speed is that uh, not too long ago
1: yeah what we it was for a number of years free um and uh i kept it free for as long as i could but it actually costs us a lot to do i mean one of my um one of the women who works for me is essentially acts as its managing editor there's main there's all the tech behind it maintaining the website behind it um and all the fact checking, all the photographs—it's—it's it's an expensive venture to do. Mm-hmm. So we, um, as of last September, it's now um, a subscription, um, and it's uh, seventy-five dollars a year, uh, and. We think it's worth um, every penny. um, And we have a lot of subscribers. I'm I'm very pleased um, because when we went from free to subscriber, Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be like falling off a cliff. Um, But we didn't you know, we we lost some people, of course. but uh, many people, maybe most of the people, stayed with us, and I'm really pleased with that. We don't do it to make money. We really do it just to cover our our costs, all of our tech costs, and um, and then I also now write a Substack, which is remains free. Um, just and so every now and then, people you know write me for students and people like that. Of course, we give it to them for free and. So I'm a pretty easy pushover. If you, you know, (laughs) if you write me and tell me that you absolutely would love to read this, but you can't afford it, then of course I'm going to send it to you.
0: Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, it's the, the, that's the thing for me. It's very interesting. and, And I'm sure you get this in spades, but every now and then someone will slide into my DM and ask me about a wine and i don't know him i'm like dude man like um you, like you know you, you can't just like like, <laughs> like, like, like listen to the uh, whatever i talk about a pocket that's free go check that out right like uh or or uh you know but like it, 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 it there is a familiarity sometimes people think they know you and like i'm like I, i'm like and i don't even really rate wines like you do. you know i mean i talk about them i do write notes but i'm like like, do you ever think that people have to make a living out of
1: this? Exactly. Exactly. And
0: tell me about that wine. Uh, no. If I, I like, 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 that's what it is. The, the, the presumption. Like if I want to write about a wine on Instagram, I do. Right. But a lot of times I just want to enjoy the wine. Like I'll take a picture. I'll put a song to it. And and that's all I'm doing. Right. Like I'm good. Like people yeah. are demanding, give me a tasting note. <laughs> So yeah. I think 75 is reasonable cuz most everybody's 90 97 or so a year. So that's incredible uh value. And I like your style because um I met James Suckling, he's a great guy, but I mean he they taste he tastes they take they, taste, they taste his team. They taste like 30,000 wines a year. So like people are like, "Yeah, I'm getting but like I said who's you you read out 30,000 reviews? You didn't." Right. You know, I give people bite-sized manageable things. Um, So what's, what's, what's in the future for you? Uh, you, Like I said, you have the new paid wine speed, um, which you're bringing value to people. What, what, what kind of do you looking to do uh, in the state of wine communications in 2024?
1: Yeah, well, I'm, um, I have another book that I'm working on. Um, uh, At some point, I'll do a a fourth edition of the Wine Bible, but I'm actually uh, I have um, started and I'm more than halfway through uh, a memoir. And it's 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 pretty fascinating to me because it's a kind of writing I don't know how to do, or at least I've never done this kind of writing before so it's it's it feels risky and uh and uh kind of exciting in a, I don't know, in a revealing way. Um, and so much of my story, it, my own personal story is is so different than what anyone would ever imagine. Right. Um, so uh I, I I hope um you know, I'm talking to agents right now. And um, I I hope that will go somewhere. Um, I have my fingers crossed. These agents have Hollywood connections, so I've got my. It's it's probably thinking way too big, but I'm going to give it a shot.
0: Uh, I love it. I love it. I mean, and like I said, I mean, you've done so much. You're a pioneer. uh, Wine correspondent for today's show. You had that series on PBS before there were wine shows. Wine wine shows are tough for whatever reason on TV. I, and, and, but, you know, I think I found some of your, I mean, you're just, you're fascinating. Natural, like, and and I don't say natural to, to you work hard at it, but like, I think you had a, you, it, you have when you have an aptitude for something and you have a passion for something and then you couple that with hard work, that's really hard to beat someone who's got that commitment, has integrity. Um, and, um, really believes in bringing value to the world so um yeah I'm excited I'm excited for your memoir that's gonna be really cool and uh you know I think uh like when we sat down the first time like you know no one like ran away I mean like that's like I mean like that's 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 you got the arc you have the hero's journey you got the Joseph Campbell thing going on there (laughs) You know, well, so. if
1: if this book ever gets published, um I MJ I'm going to be the first person to be on your show 3 times.
0: Uh it's a deal. <laughs> okay. Good. It's a deal. You guys heard it here first. <laughs> um thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you for coming on the first time. Thanks for reaching out the second time. It was an honor. I uh, I could you I did it to, to, to Tiffany show, the email I was like, "You sure? You're supposed to send this email to me." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah of <laughs> course. <laughs> of course, she she actually came to me. Tiffany is one of the people who work for me, and she she had this list, and she said, "Do you know this guy?" I said, "Yes, of course, I know this guy. I have sat across from him. We had a great conversation. So I'm I'm really pleased that um you would find it um I don't know that you would well, Yeah, no, it's yeah, net. yeah,
0: no. I I I was I was like hell yeah, hell yeah. So, listen, um, Karen, uh, for people who might be here tell people how they can find you, how they can be a part of what you're doing.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, I'm uh, there. We've got two websites uh, KarenMcNeil.com and Winespeed.com, just like wine and speed. Uh, so, either one of those websites, have uh, you can contact. Me personally through either one of those you can write in a question you can um, uh, ask me you know how many sheep for every winemaker in France I'll figure it out <laughs> I don't know right every uh, anything both. how many
0: pounds of cheese does the average uh, uh, French uh, winemaker in Burgundy eat a year, or something you, you would find that out
1: <laughs> yeah it's over a, it is over 100 pounds a year I didn't know that but anyway Careful, careful. If you ask me a question, you know I'm just gonna go crazy researching it. So, all right, MJ. It's been so great talking to you. Thank you so much. It's yeah, brilliant. thank
0: you. Um, I'm hoping to get out to Napa. When I come to Napa. I I wanna. Um, I I would. I would love to pierce the veil of the office and see the office and see Absolutely. the dogs.
1: Absolutely.
0: Be great yeah, to do that. Don't
1: maybe, you dare come without calling me. I mean Oh, it. I, I
0: will. I will not. I will not. You know, maybe we'll go with the French Laundry and.
1: Yep. Not ordering. We'll have
0: dry whatever month. We're like, no, it's dry July. <laughs> I'm such a smart ass. Anyway, all you listen out there, don't forget to check out the show notes for the show. I'll put the links to Karen's websites, her Instagram, uh, so you can follow her. Um, we didn't drink any. Well, I drank wine, but, you know, it's a bottle from my house, so I'm not going to put that in the notes. Um And until the next time, cheers to the Mavericks, the philosophers, deep thinkers, and all you wine drinkers, it's your boy MJ saying peace. Thank you so much for listening I hope you learned something You had some fun while you were here Please subscribe to the podcast And give us a five star review On whatever platform you're listening to And if you want to be an insider And get special content Make sure you go over to Blackwineguy.com And get on our email list